hello 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 and welcome to another wisdom wednesday hi my courageous beauties this is your host crystal i am those of you that are on live i am recording my podcast as we speak so um today i come into you with a very interesting topic and um some things that i've been studying i just want to share so I was just minding my business as I normally do. And I literally heard the word Jubilee, right? And I'm like, Jubilee, what does that even mean? I don't know, you know. Um, when I think of Jubilee, it kind of sounds like happy time or, you know, something. Just just me in my mind, right? Um, so I really didn't know. So I really didn't pay any attention. Because um, sometimes that's what we do. We hear something and we, you know, don't think nothing of it right then. Kind of dismiss it or whatever, right? So... Then um, last week, uh, Bishop T.D. Jakes, he had a revival, and he mentioned that this is the year of Jubilee. And what, and what he was referring to is um, the blessings and, and the customary reference to when the Israelites, they did celebrate Jubilee. And it was basically every 50th year, they would celebrate this. So, and the whole point, and I'm going to be referencing from this article that I am um reading and I will link the article below as well I will link it in the description of the podcast and I will also put it in my live video so um this part and it says it is sojourners um let me go ahead and make sure I quote whose article this is since I'm using it sojourners uh let's see looks like Trevor Sutton, A. Trevor Sutton is the person who who wrote this, okay? So I'm going to be referencing a couple things out of here just to give context, and then I have my own thing that I'm going to be talking about. And of course, it wouldn't be me, it wouldn't be right if I wouldn't share share some scriptures to um, emphasize what we are talking about, okay? So, um, So let me go back up to the part. So let's reference back to the year 2020. We all know what happened as far as like the end of 2019 up until 2020, even going on now, which is the pandemic dealing with the virus and things of that nature. So with that being said, um, back in the day, back in the day, uh, Leviticus 25 will tell you that the year of Jubilee was recorded every 50 years and that it was a time of liberation throughout the land and Israel. And so Leviticus 20, 10 through 12 says, and you shall hollow the 50th year, meaning make it holy, you um, or, you know, reference it or set it aside, and you shall proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. You shall return every one of you to your property and every one of you to your family. That 50th year shall be a jubilee for you. You shall not sow or reap the overgrowth or harvest the unpruned vines, for it is a jubilee. It shall be holy to you. You shall eat only what the field produces, only what the field itself produces. Excuse me. And so uh, the jubilee practices that they did back in the day, um, it was the, you know, ancient Israelites. They were supposed to leave the land fallow. They were supposed to remit debts, liberate slaves, and return property to its original owner. It was a year standing in in contrast to 
the previous 49 years. And so um, it was being, and I, I believe, and I agree with what this guy is saying, that uh, Jubilee is currently going on right now. And even during coronavirus pandemic. And the reason why is because the land currently 2020, 2021, the land was left fallow. And many people were working at home. Like currently I'm working at home too. I mean, I'm not working right now, I'm off work, but you know, I'm working at home. A lot of people are working at home. Um, and, and the thing about it is, the land is being left fallow. You're gonna keep hearing me refer to that. Many people are working at home, staying at home, resembling what the Israelites did in the year of Jubilee. And basically the yesterday's work is having to sustain today's need while in quarantine. You got many factories and stores and markets around the world shut down. The land is experiencing a partial Sabbath rest. Um, I think there was even a reference point. I heard someone say, oh, the globe, the um, global warming is getting better because everybody is staying home and there's less pollution and all this stuff like that. I'm not by any means excited about coronavirus and what it has done to people and how many lives have been lost. But what I am saying, if you are a child of God and you have faith, you know that God can take the foolish things to confound the wise. He can take what the enemy meant for evil and make it for our good. That's the precedent that I want to set for this. That's the tone that I'm coming in right now. The The point is, I've mentioned this before in one of my uh, podcast episodes. And what I was saying is that God can, what I had learned in this season is that God can do more with my little than I can with much. And that is what he has done. And even with what's going on now, we have had stimulus checks come out. And um, we could argue, you know, it's not enough. We could argue that, you know, um, the government should be doing more. Yes, I agree with that. But we still need to be grateful for even even the small things that are coming that may seem small to some, but not really small to others. You know what I'm saying? So it's just something is happening. Something is churning in the spirit realm where God is setting his people up for a blessing. And what may not look like a blessing to some, because we don't know the end before the beginning, God does. He is the Alpha and the Omega. He knows what it is that we have need of, and he knows how he can get it to his people. But sometimes the blessings come in a disguise, because if the enemy knew exactly what God was going to do, he could try to thwart what God was going to do. And he has no power over God. You know, I think that our situation, our circumstances will allow us to experience trials and tribulations only to build character in us not because God is a mean God or he doesn't have power or he can't stop things but if God give us everything that we needed when we thought we needed it we wouldn't know what to do with it we you understand what I'm saying but the bottom line is what he's lining up in this article regarding Jubilee is what 2019 up to 2020 up until now 2021 you have they just push back the student loan forgiveness uh, or uh, student loan payments, not student loan forgiveness, but there are schools that are actually using money from stimulus that they've given that have paid off people's stimulus debts. You got credit card companies that are waiving debts and interest and things. So that's 
what that symbolizes, you know, and debt could be like a noose around someone's neck and it could literally have them in bondage. So the parallels are there. Okay. And there's people that are opening up businesses and there's people that are coming out of debt and coming out of things. So, so that's, that's what this season is. And so now that we know what season that we're dealing with, the message that, that I got when I was thinking about this and I was like, okay, well, what is this? And because God has given us the opportunity during this time to just the whole world stop. People have had the opportunity to really reassess their lives and look into what it is that God would have them to do. Some may not acknowledge that it's God telling them, okay, you need to move left, not right. They may just think they had this bright idea themselves. Okay, whatever. Sure. Go for it, right? (laughs) But I'm here to tell you God has given his people ammo for their next vision, for their giving them vision for their, their journey, giving them vision for what it is that he needs them to do, where our lives are going to get, he's going to get glory out of our lives, no matter what. So we might as well just get on board and be obedient to what we're hearing. Right. But one thing that we have to remember is that old things are passed away. Behold, all things are made new, have been made new. The key to that is we are never going to return back to what people say, um, we're going to turn back to things as normal or as usual, you know, after this virus and with these vaccines and all these things like that, things will never be how they were before. It's going to be a new normal. And that may not necessarily be a bad thing, especially when you're walking with God, because his blessings are new every day. So if we can hold fast to his word, hold fast to his will and his way for our life, This old things are passed away and behold, all things have been made new is a great thing. Now, one thing that we have to keep in mind is let's not fall into the trap of recidivism. If you don't know what recidivism is, that's another word that I heard. Had no clue what it meant. What it means. I heard that. I heard that first before I heard Jubilee. Recidivism is someone who has been in prison, who has been set free And then they do something to get back into the prison. A lot of people do that because of poverty, because of, you know, maybe they've been in the system so long, they don't have anything or they they don't think they have anything out here to live for, or maybe they done started something in in the prison and it's something that's going good for them. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm, you know, this is just something that I've, I've seen it in real life with family. I've seen it with, you know, in real life with, you know, different circumstances. I've seen it on TV. You know, you see it. People, they, they, they go through the act of recidivism. They go back, they get free, and then they go back. It's kind of like how um, I heard this, this science experiment years ago where you put a dog on a chain and you put his food in front of him. The dog's going to try to go for that food, right? But you're trying to teach the dog discipline in a sense. And what the dog does is after a while, you train that dog to not go after the food anymore because he can't reach it even when you take the leash off. So unfortunately, people who have been in the same situation or same circumstance repeatedly over and over and over again, they don't necessarily see that there's, you know, a 
light at the end of the tunnel or whatever. So unfortunately, they just revert back to what they know. And that's what we can't do. Because God said, all old things are passed away. Behold, all things have been made new. Let's not fall into the trap of recidivism. Okay. It, it is to the point, as I as said before, I even mentioned um, a dog in my writing to the point where a, like a dog returning to his own vomit, going back to the things that God has already removed from us and redeemed us from. God has removed capt, captive from captivity. The thing gone, and, and we have to keep in mind that I know in this season, there's a lot of loss, but there's a lot of gain. If we just take time to really focus on what is important, you know, okay, maybe opening up a business is important to you. Maybe going to school is important to you. Maybe, you know, trying to get back in touch with your family is important to you. So you have to pray and make those decisions, right? Even with the the shutdown and there's new variants, is it going to be closed? You know, is everything going to be closed down again? I don't know. You know, we don't all have the right answers. Some people say get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine. I'm not even going to talk about that because I got so much to say about it, but I don't want to get into that in this 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 space. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is, is that gone are the days that we return back to things of old. Gone are the days that we return back to the things that God has given us a way of escape from, okay? He's given us a way of escape from the enemy's tactics. He has loosed the snare of the enemy that allowed us and, and allowed us to break free, you know, from chains, from bondage. If you or someone where God has set you free from something, maybe you no longer drink or maybe you no longer smoke, and then now you come into this situation where you're stressed out and you can't, figure out which way is up. Don't return back to those things, those fillers that try to put fill a void that only God can fill. You know, don't return back to that. Don't don't fall into that trap again. Because once you fall into that trap, it's going to be harder to to get out of. And it's going to be a, a, a long a stronger battle that you know, is unnecessary to even have to go that route anyway, right? And so we were bond. We were bondmen. We were we were not free from certain things, you know, if it had a hold over you. But we have to remember that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are mighty through God and the pulling down strongholds, meaning we have the power through Christ Jesus to pull down strongholds in our life with our words and really his word. You know, we are not necessarily fighting an enemy that we can see. There's things going on in the spirit room that we cannot see. And that's why I say, get if you want to know what's going on in the spirit realm, read God's word, get in the spirit. You do that by prayer. You do that by reading his word. You do that by surrounding yourself with positive people who are also reading God's word, who are also listening for the frequency that God is, is speaking out of, you know? So think about that. Now, we were bonding. And only the remnant of the memory remains to keep our humanity intact. So when you do go through something, the reason why um, you can remember what goes on with you when you go through trials, but it doesn't always, you don't always feel the sting of it. If you're going to be honest, the, the sting of the situation is not always there if you really truly have been delivered from it, but you can remember it because God wants to keep us humble. Okay. When he bless you, 
And, you know, we got to be able to stand to be blessed. But then also when you go through trials and you go through tribulations, you got to also understand that everything may not be 100%. You know, there's a story that Bishop T.D. Jakes was um, talking about, about Mephibosheth, where he was the grandson of Saul, who was a king, who the people chose, right? And um, unfortunately, Saul was disobedient to God. All of that stuff didn't go right. God had a king, which was David. If you listen to one of my episodes um, in my podcast, you will hear a story about Saul and David, um, about God's timing. I believe it's in that episode. Make a long story short, Saul had a son, Jonathan. Jonathan is, um, he was the best friend of David, King David. So even though David was the successor to be the king that God chose, Jonathan literally had the bloodline. So they literally became blood brothers. They did like a pact. They cut their hands and, you know, all that stuff like that. You have to read the story. It's pretty dope. Um, So they became blood brothers. And um, Jonathan knew how his father was. And he he loved David. And um, he helped David escape because there were people after him. So after Saul's, all his people got killed except for Mephibosheth. But the problem with Mephibosheth is he was laying at his feet. And um, the thing about it is, even he was laying in his feet because the lady who was keeping him was trying to flee and ended up dropping him as a baby. Dropped him right on his feet and he was crippled for the rest of his life. Now, someone would say, well, why is that a blessing? The blessing is because he went to Lodabar. Lodabar was like the, the worst place you could potentially go, like a, like a, uh, you know, the worst hood you can ever think of, right? The poorest place. And he went there and it was good for him because he was hit, he was hidden from the enemy, right? For, for a period of time. And when David actually became king, he wanted to know, is there not someone left in the house of Saul that I could bless? And there was his, there was a servant of Saul that knew about Mephibosheth and said, yeah, there is, there is one, but he's laying in his feet. So long story short, he went and got Mephibosheth. David told him to go fetch him out. And, um, because he's a grown man now and brought him to David and Mephibosheth, you know, said, I'm your servant. I'm here. And, um, David said, I want to bless you. And he told him that. He gave him all of Saul, everything that belonged to Saul. He blessed him. So not only did he not get to live like a king's kid as a child, he ended up being laying at his feet, could never walk. But David blessed him and told him he would eat at the table with the king. And literally nobody would ever know about him being lame. And why I say that is because that's what God does for us. He doesn't all he doesn't allow our situations and circumstances to rise to the forefront. He hides us from the enemy and he blesses us. And in this time, because we had to be shut in in our house and, you know, people were complaining about being on lockdown. I mean, you know, even I was saying I was bored or whatever. But really, what did I really need to do? You understand what I'm saying? God was hiding us from the enemy. And so we have to be aware of that. And in the midst of hiding us from the enemy, he was blessing us and he still is blessing us. But we have to not go back to what we once knew. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are made new. We can't go back to what what we once knew before. We have to die daily to our flesh and now press towards the mark of the high calling that is in Christ Jesus. We have to do a new thing, allow God to do a new thing in us. 
And so we are free. We are free in our minds. We only have, eventually this coronavirus will just be a memory. It will just be a memory. And to keep us humble, to know what happened, we are free in our mind. We're free in our spirit. We're free to fly. We're free to soar. We're free to cry tears of joy. But we are free from the release of the enemy's tactics. And we are free from all the situations and the, and the systems that the enemy has latched onto us. Let us, let the mind of Christ or the mind that was in Christ Jesus also be in us. Let the Holy Spirit breathe on us in our situations. God's blessings are new every morning, as I said before. Now we are new in his in pursuits. We have new pursuits in our journey. We have been made free. We just need to stay free. Whom the sun set free is free indeed. And one of the best ways to do that is 1 Peter 1, 13 through 16, where it says, it says, wherefore, gird up the loins of your mind, be sober and hope to the end of grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ as obedient children, not fashioning yourselves according to your former lusts in your ignorance, but as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy for I am holy. That was the King James Version. I'm going to read it again, but I'm going to read it in the NIV, which is basically the new, stand, the, the new international version. So it's a little bit more plain English without the these and thou's, just so you can get a bit, another uh, perspective. It says, therefore, with, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at his coming. As obedient children, do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. For it is written, be holy because I am holy. So I just want to leave you with this. Understand that nobody knows what God's plan is totally. Okay, we know in part. We don't know everything. But what we do know and the things that God has given us, we know that we are set free because he set us free. We can be free in our hearts, we can be free in our mind, and we can even be free in our decisions. You have free will. God's not going to force himself on you. But I tell you one thing, I would rather live my life with God now because I know he's real. And I've said this before, and I said it, and, and I said it once before, um, I would rather live a lot, live my life now like there was a God and to find out that he didn't exist than to have not had an opportunity to live for him and just believe that he wasn't real and then find out later that he was and then I would not have a second chance to do it again. So I ask you today, who are you living your life for? And if you know it to be God, are you really living your life for him? We all struggle. We all fall short of the glory of God. There's no one perfect. You know, we strive for perfection. But if you do it daily, you can try and you can keep on pressing. And even if you fall, you can get up. So I love you and I want you to be blessed. And I hope that this helps you. I hope that this feeds your spirit today. I hope that you understand that we are in a season of Jubilee. God is truly blessing his children and bringing us up out of all of those things that mean us harm. And even when a situation doesn't look like it, trust and believe that it is. Okay. And I want you to uh, be blessed. And uh, I, until next time, I love you. Bye.